0: Locked I'm Locked here. Radio.
1: Everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. i sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am very, very excited uh, for today's episode because, um, man, right before we uh, went on the show today, I got to tell you, it's the day I'm having today. Um, it's an up and down day, but um, for some reason, it seemed hot in the house. I look at the thermostat and I'm like, why is it so hot in here? It's on. And that means I need to get out the ladder and go blow out the AC unit, um, and uh, what you need to do as, once a month, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for you youngsters out there, and change your AC filters. Um, it's a big, not fun job to do. It's not a big deal, but it happens to be raining here today, and it's not something I want to do in the rain. Um, so I am glad to do the show instead. Uh, see, I, I lucked out, ladies and gentlemen. I lucked out. Uh, so we will. I will. I will get my handyman gloves out after the show. But until then, I feel very fortunate. Very fortunate indeed, because we've got a fantastic um, writer and director filmmaker on with us. And in addition, I just found out we have the star of this film. Now the film is called After the Pandemic. It's a science fiction film um, that I just really, uh, really thought provoking. And um, I, I watched this uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I rewatched it uh, last night. And um, man, just, just really, really good stuff. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, our guest today, of course, is Rico Lowry. He's the writer and director, and Miss Evie James. Is it Evie or Eve? It's Eve. It's Eve. It's Eve. My mistake. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Eve. Eve um, James. I don't know where I got Edie at. I, it's one of those days. Anyhow, welcome, welcome, folks. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm happy the movie's getting out there. and um, You know, it's it's been two years since we started um, pre-production, so it's nice to see it finally getting out.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you had a little thing which you know something about, you know, the the
2: pandemic and all.
1: And I'm glad the pandemic seems to be taking the path. I'm not glad that it took the path that it took, but after watching your film, it could have been a different path,
2: and I'm glad it wasn't that (laughs) one. So there you go. Yeah, I I wrote the script just as the pandemic began. And oh nobody knew where it was going to go, but but when it started, all the medical experts were saying young people aren't getting affected as much as older people, and that's where I got the idea. Of what what if a strain gets out there that's you know uh, airborne, and, oh, and yeah. wipes out um, wipes out all the adults, and then all you have is, you know the young people inherit the earth. And I thought that would be interesting.
1: Absolutely, and we know how that ends. I saw Logan's Run. Not good. I'm over thirty. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. My palm would be black. Uh, no, it's uh, not good at all. Uh, this was a fantastic film. What? I mean, it was such. a, have never. I'm not in the film business. I've never taken a film class. I am definitely a civilian cinephile. I'm. I'm the right. friend with the backyard. Movie theater and stuff, you know. Make my friends watch movies with subtitles and things. But um, this was not an artsy-fartsy artsy film, but it was very thought-provoking. And you took a lot of um, different approaches that most people don't take. For instance, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Um, but Act One, not a lot of dialogue in it. There wasn't some yeah. over. Let me explain what the setup is and everything. you know, I mean. You gave me as a a viewer the benefit of the doubt that I could figure it out. And I appreciate it. I thought that was very well done. You don't see that often.
2: No, no. And, and, you know, I'm a film kind of historian, and and I always uh, liked the films that were more visually told as opposed to um, uh, an overabundance of dialogue, people talking. Mm -hmm. And – and also, you know, I, I it was a challenge for me. It's like, you know, because it's such a small budget, I can take chances. And I thought it would be, it'd be a challenge for me to, to make the first 20 minutes of the movie have no dialogue. And can I, you know, can I make this intriguing, intriguing enough that people will stay with it? You know, so um, but if I had a larger yeah. budget, if I had a larger budget for, uh, on this film, I'm, I'm sure no one would allow me to do that. <laughs> well, you
1: know there i'm I'm
2: glad you didn't because
1: it worked so well, you
3: know, um
2: yeah, I have to thank Eve for that because she had to carry the first twenty minutes by herself, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, well, I mean, you had what three actors in this film,
2: pretty much, yeah, yeah, um. That's very Hitchcocky. A... Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, Cannon Smith played Quinn, and I'd worked with the even Cannon on my last film called Savage Creatures, and um, mm. I liked working with them. And uh, you know, when I came up with the idea, I thought, well, they'd be perfect for for these roles. So I, I just wrote the script for them, and I and really happy with how they they pulled it off.
1: Well, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I'll tell you, when I first got the press kit for it, I, um, you know, because you, you get, you, I, well, for those who don't know, from the pre, uh, PR company, I get usually a, a press kit of, uh, you know, synopsis and some still photos and whatnot, and uh, just bare bones, and, um, you know, and a copy of the, the film to watch and whatnot, and right. at first I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be the zombie apocalypse, you know, I uh, Figured that you know I I mean I I went into it with preconceptions that were proven wrong, and right. I was that very much excited me <laughs> you
2: know that's just
1: right like. I love yeah it. I that's love you know it. that's
2: um, what, what, yeah when, when I did when I came up with the with the idea I wanted to do something that was different that than every that everything out there you know uh, I didn't want to compete with that so I thought why don't I uh, add more of a like human Human story between these two girls and their friendship, and um, you know, bring some humanity to it. And you don't see that in a lot of horror films Mm-mm. or sci-fi. Films. No, and it was it was fantastic.
1: Eve, you were great in it. Uh, so so was everybody was in it. That uh, was great. This, this um, Cannon, uh, and you know, it was just fantastic as well. Um, you really get invested, and I think that. I attribute that i, I would say is, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think so, as their you know their talent um they pulled you in the story of course pulls you in as well, yeah, uh, but yeah. they sell it, they sell it, you know,
2: yeah, and that that's that was you know that was I was crossing my fingers because it i mean the movie you know is leveraged on on their performances, so um. But uh, but they just, they fell right into it. I mean, I didn't have to do much directing with them. They just, they did their thing. And they knew how to play the characters. So it was a really, uh, you know, uh, pleasant shoot. Because there weren't any complications or conflicts.
1: Right, right. Well, that gets you thinking. You know, I, I remember being a kid and, um, you know, when I was so much more intelligent than all the uh, adults that I knew. Um, I'm joking, of course. I I thought so (laughs) at the time, Um, but you know, and that's a fantasy. Maybe it was just my warped, twisted fantasy. Oh, wouldn't it be great if there were no adults around? You know. Right. And you start thinking about, and it might be great for a day or two, and then, then it wouldn't be. You know, it would be real, real bad. Yeah. (laughs) Just without the lack of people, and I think. You know, you had mentioned that it, it took a while with the pandemic and and different, various things um, for the film to come out. I think that's a good thing in that the audience, everybody, we've had a big taste, or a small taste, I should say, but for a long time of this isolation. We all get isolation.
3: Right. And, um, and
1: even six feet distance is it's still strange. You know, I went to a, a, a recent, me and my wife went with her uh, parents. Into to a local art fair thing that our little town was having and people were not maintaining the six foot distance. And it was, it was freaking me out at first because I was like, Oh, well, this, it was, this isn't right. You know? Um, and that, you know, we, we all had a taste of that. And then it, it really sells so nicely in the film. Um, that, that loneliness, you know, it's, uh,
2: yeah, it's yeah, great. and, and yeah, and yeah, and the other thing I really wanted to focus on is the sound. I, I, I re I recreated about ninety five percent of the sound in the movie, um, oh, because wow. I wanted the little quiet moments, and um, yeah. So I spent like three months just going out and recording sounds and doing Foley and and uh, and and putting in the, putting in it as you know um, all these little nuances with sound to help create that loneliness. That's why I avoided using a lot of music in certain areas.
1: Oh, it works. It works so well. It's, it's, you know, if those were the brushes you were painting with my friend, well, well done. (laughs) It thank you. I, um, yeah, like I said, I, it was, it was weird. I had a weird night last night. It sounds like our house is falling apart. It kind of is. Um, no, not really, but, our our smoke detectors went off in the middle of the night. I had to change the Yeah, find which ones were and get a chair out and all this kind of stuff. And, um, so I'm doing, and then calm the dog down. And, uh, but after that little adventure, I was wide awake, two o'clock in the morning. I'm wide awake. And I said, you know, I, uh, I think I'm going to rewatch that film (laughs) while I get some work done. Um, but threw it up on the TV and, uh, And even if you weren't going to be on the show today, I still would have rewatched it because it's just a cool cool. film. Yeah, you know, I I, I dig it. Um, Now, with that, it came out, right, March 1st?
2: Yes. And it's on uh, right now. You can order uh, the DVD on Amazon. And um, I I recommend uh, all the indie filmmakers out there to get the DVD because I have a commentary and some behind-the-scenes stuff. Just to show how I made the film, I made the film with virtually no crew. It was uh, basically a Robert Rodriguez um, type, you know, production, and um, filmmakers could could get a lot of value out of that information.
1: That is so smart. A couple years ago, I had an indie filmmaker on, and um, he had mentioned that we were kind of BSing a little bit, talking about his work. And he uh, he had said that he watches now, he didn't go for, ever went to film school or anything, but he he said he goes I watch those director commentaries and take notes. He goes that's like a yeah. free class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, he's right. <laughs> I like watching those too because I like to see behind the scenes and and you know just well, and, it's fascinating. And, and, to
2: me. Yeah, and and all all the shortcuts you have to take, and and I'm not sure I should reveal this, but in, in a lot of scenes in the movie. Uh, Eve is is uh, placed one of the stalkers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But she would and never know. They...
1: Well Well, no, because they're covered and they have the mask on yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um.
2: And K- Canon was a stalker too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put them
1: to work. Put them to work. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And it builds up the IMDb page. There you go, how
0: about
1: that yeah, um, Good. that's a good that's gotta be good that's a great crew because you know they're they're willing to especially on an indie film uh, you know everybody's doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and absolutely and,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Canon doubled as makeup artist, and um um, uh, that saved me from having to hire a makeup artist and um. I, I basically did all the camera work and 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 I was the um the production assistant. I had to clean up the garbage on locations and do all the dirty work, so you know, so yeah, we were multitasking. Nice. Nice. And
1: now folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned, we'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, Hey Rockers,
3: this is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series, I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Sousan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few.
1: L B I O N dot com, Michelle dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. folks. And it, I saw it was produced by uh Francesca uh, Zappatelli, I think. I said yeah, that, right? Yes,
2: yeah, uh, Francesca. She's produced know, my last three films. That's fantastic. She was
1: on our show here. Probably about I don't know six years ago. I mean, it was when well, we were starting out, really. And, no way. Um, was. Yeah, she had done a. Uh, I think it was a movie about Ruff... Like again,
2: it's been. It was a year documentary. You know. Yeah. I actually yeah, edited it that. Okay. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. The funny,
1: the funny story about that: we, um, uh, my wife's from. I live in South Florida. My wife. Born here, raised here. And so, of course, she worships the temple of Disney. And um, we have to go to Disney World a couple times a year. And uh, oh, sounds... we went up there. You know, and it, yeah, you know, I, I complain about it, but not really. You know, you go stay in a resort, it's pretty nice. But um, we were up there. We had just gotten up there. And I had done all the work to for the upcoming shows for like the next month before we went to get it out of the way. And um, we're in Disney. And I, I the PR company sends me a 911 email. <laughs> we had somebody had misspelled Francesca's name, and I didn't oh. know I put it on all the flyers and everything. Yeah. So, in the uh, I'm like, sorry, dear, the haunted mansion has to wait an hour
2: while I change all.
1: <laughs> and she was, yeah,
2: that the it, is it, a little uh,
1: hard to spell. Yeah, yeah, but we got it fixed, and um, but yeah, and she. Many many years ago, uh, that was yep. that's cool. I'm glad that uh, you know you guys met and uh, working together and everything. She's I remember her cool. being very cool.
2: She's very cool, yeah. And um, she she we filmed the movie in Utah, and uh Francesca's okay. based out of Burbank, California. So she did all the legwork from Burbank, lining up the rentals for our vehicles and uh, location some locations and things like that. Um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was a, it was a really, it was a really, you know, pleasurable shoot. I, I, I worked on, I've directed, I directed a film that had like a 60 man crew and, uh, Mm. 17 days to film it. And there's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You have to shoot like six pages a day. And with pandemics, we would with Pandemic, we went out and we shoot for two or three hours. If we got tired, if it got too hot, we would just say, Okay, let's quit for the day, let's come back on Thursday. You know, so we just took her time and um, and we filmed over 57 shooting days. Oh, wow! And wow, and that's, we that's, kind of a, like,
1: that's a long time,
2: yeah, yeah. That's, well, it's because we don't have if you're a not your home base. yeah. And because I wanted the film to have a lot of locations, I didn't want it to be a typical one-location low-budget film. Um, mm. So, so we we shot in Utah, Arizona, and Nevada for this film. Wow. Ooh.
1: Well, that's great. And this was during the pandemic. You were shooting, or had you already
2: wrapped? Yeah, the, the yeah. The... It was also, yeah, also 2020. We filmed. We started filming in March, and we kept shooting all the way up to December. But frankly, oh. we were the, probably the safest people on the planet because we were out in you know the the, the Utah plane <laughs> <laughs> with nobody around oh us. Gosh.
1: So, and uh,
2: if you happen to be a stalker in the film. Why are you wearing all your PPE <laughs> stuff anyway? Yeah, so. we already had the happy Suits on. Yeah, they're safe. But <laughs> it, gonna, so yeah, there were some the we had there. Yeah, the, the heat got really bad. I felt bad for the uh, uh, the actors in the house match suits because it would be 110 degrees. And I could only film them for mm. about a minute. And then they'd have to run back to the van and get in the air conditioning. But, you know. Um, right. So we right. had some difficulties with weather. But, um, but other than that, I, we were able to take our time, and and I was able to craft it in a way I can't normally do with my other films, because you got to rush them out. And uh, mm-hmm. this one, I could take my time and and reshoot if I needed to. So, yeah, so I'm really proud of this one.
1: No, this is that's fantastic. No, did you guys do like, um, well, because it's I mean I don't even know how many are you are happy. You everybody's like, oh, the film circuit. Well, the film circuit kind of got knocked back a little bit um, with the pandemic and everything. Uh, but yeah. you hooked up with Uncorked Entertainment. You know, that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. a nice feather in the cap. <laughs> exactly yeah, no. You know.
2: it's, yeah. yeah, we're very happy to hear back from Keith because um, he said he watched the film and really liked it. And we had another company that wanted the film. But um, what I like about Uncorked is that they don't, they don't throw out 12, 15 films a month. They, they only throw out right. two, two films, which means that they spend a lot more time with the marketing for each film and, and it had, you know, paying a lot more attention throwing it out there. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy, I'm happy with how, how the film is being handled. Oh, that's
1: fantastic. That was is, that is awesome. You know, and it's, yep. y- you made another one and, uh, you know, and uh that's, that's, that's fantastic. Once again, Eve gets to turn the TV on and see herself
2: looking out of it.
1: Um that's pretty oh, cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah no. She's sitting right here. She's sitting right here if you yeah. want to get her on when you're ready.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. We um speakerphone works great. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're on speakerphone.
3: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Loved you in this film. You were great.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, well now, um, uh Rico said it was pretty hot filming. I mean I can only imagine, eh?
3: It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, we filmed on a hill that had like a bunch of bugs on it and it along with the heat and the bugs, it was just terrible. There were like nasty bees oh. everywhere. I was in tears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, and you know, and you had crazy costume when you're not, you know, being a stalker, uh, wearing the hazmat suit. You did the ballet thing. Um, not fun clothes to wear when it's 115 degrees, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> woo. But it looks great. It looks great. Uh, Now let me ask you this: When you first read this, Eve, um, you know you read the script and everything. What what was your initial thoughts? Were you like, "This sounds really cool," or "This sounds just really messed up," (laughs) or both?
3: So I actually didn't finish reading the script until we were actually filming.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. She's one of those actors. I see. Yeah. I see. yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Not the dumpster, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think one of the thing one of the scenes that I did talk about was the dumpster, and I just did not want to do that. But then, then I'm just like, you know, it's it's fine. I know it's going to be hot and it's disgusting, but, but it's, it's okay. Hard. Yeah, it it was hard and it was terrible, but you know, I'm I'm happy with this scene.
1: Oh, well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, um, it is is acting thing, is something you think you're going to pursue? Um, this is what you want to do?
3: Yes, it is. I've actually been cast in Rico's next three films.
1: Oh wow! Well, well there you go. <laughs> now, Rico, that you know, I always save this this question for last, but. Um, You you know, because we're promoting, of course, we're promoting um, After the Pandemic film. And, folks, we have links to uh, the uh, After the Pandemic uh, movie on Facebook, Instagram, and the IMDb page. Um, But I always ask, Rico, uh, the guests, um, you know,
2: are the gears turning for the next project?
1: Well, you've got three projects going right now? I
2: have three uh, developments, and... um...
1: Why? Yeah, I'm excited
2: about that, three. Yeah.
1: No, are they going to be, you know, similar science fiction-y type uh, vein, or can you not say yet?
2: No. One is a uh, film called The Reincarnation of Emily Todd, and it's more of a thriller. Um, Fantastic. It it, bl- it blends a reincarnation with a ghost story and a serial killer, so it's a, it's a neat fusion. I'm really excited about that one. And then the other one is a Western I want to make. Oh, really? you really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, then, and, uh that's fantastic. Yeah, it's more of a Sergio Leone-style type film I want to make. Very cool. Very cool.
1: And as long as you don't shoot in New Zealand, you should be okay uh, by Sam Elliott. No, I am kidding, folks. Do not send me <laughs> no, no, um,
2: is it a I Everybody's maybe allowed, allowed to anyway. have an off day. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm, I'm um, really hoping to film that one in Italy. Oh, no, nice. No, that would be cool.
1: That would be very, yeah. very cool. I like a unique yeah. location. I was just rewatching, and I never, I, I watched it when I was a kid. I was just rewatching watching uh, Schwarzenegger's uh, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, and, right. Yeah. The other night. It, yeah. And I was like, where the heck did they film this at? This is not barstool. I don't know. You know? And... Well, I asked Google, you know, the little Google thing we got on the counter in there. And I'm like, where was this filmed at? And she's like, this was filmed in Spain. And I'm like, Spain? I never would have guessed.
2: Yeah, because it's cheap to film there.
1: Right.
2: And it's it's deserty, so there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, I really, those are some of my favorite Westerns. you know, they, it was just such a. Uh, they, everybody looks, you know. It was interesting to me because my father got me into westerns because um, he just loved them as a kid, and all the westerns he liked, you know, it was all Roy Rogers and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with yeah, that.
3: Yeah, yeah. But,
2: but uh, the clean, the clean American-looking cowboy. Yeah, clean Yeah, everyone's dirty and, and in it. <laughs> They're missing an eye. <laughs> you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Nobody had a pressed shirt on. I'm like,
2: that guy's no. been
1: sleeping outside for
2: 14 days. Where did he yeah. get ironed yeah. at? And, I, and I, uh. I recognized that as soon as I started watching on that. And then I realized that's the kind of Western I like.
1: Yeah. Well, it's got that element of grit. Everybody needs a shave. You know, nobody's going to shave. Yeah. And you wouldn't if you were in that environment. You know, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Even the even the saloon girls needed a shave in some of those movies. No, they always look pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So you're in preparation for this,
2: getting all the ducks in a row for this. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, uh, the the film I'm going I'm a- angling to make immediately is called Fearscape. and that's okay. a uh, a first person POV type supernatural oh, film. Nice. And, um, I'm really excited about that because it's got a, a blend of sort of Jacob's ladder with uh carnival of souls and
3: it's a really
2: freaky, freaky, uh, a uh, story. So I'm thinking that it'll be, I think it will, will work really well. So that's, I'm angling to do that one next. Nice.
1: I love a good mind bender too. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, you can't feed them. You can't feed them. And that's the, the supernatural stuff. You know, it's, um, I tell you, I, I almost woke the wife up. She, she's into all that crystals and all that kind of stuff, and she sages the house, uh-huh. and, and God bless her, you know. Uh, it's not really my thing. Although, last night, remember when I told you the, the smoke detectors were going off? I get up, and I walk into yeah. the front room, and I had bought her this little lamp that's a, the moon. It's like the, a globe of the moon, and it lights up different colors. Well, the thing uh, was lit up blue, and as soon as I walked in the room, it shut off. Really? What the heck is that? And, of course, my mind, you know, in the middle of the night went to, well, there's probably a ghost in here. And I'm like, why would a ghost yeah. be playing with the light? You know, of everything in our house, I'm sure there's something more interesting than this lamp. Uh-huh.
2: And, um,
1: or yeah, or just a car drove by or something. Who knows? You know, it, it picked up the light or something. I don't know, you know. Um <laughs> I say that now, and tonight I'll walk out, and it'll be floating in the air. Um,
2: no, no, I let's hope not, because I don't want to move. Yeah, I like supernatural uh, films because uh, so many interesting things can happen out of the blue, and that's why uh, that's why I'm excited about Fearscape.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I tell you that people love them too. People love a good ghost story. Um, oh yeah, you know they 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 just they eat it up. Um, that, that's fantastic well that's great because that means I can have you guys on again and Eve's going to be in the yep. film so Yay. there you go
2: yeah. um, she plays a game fantastic <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
1: how cool I don't know Eve I yeah. don't know how old you are but I can guarantee when I was your age I was not doing anything remotely as cool as you are um, that's, that's awesome <laughs> you know Very cool. Yeah. Oh man. So when this, when everything gets into position for this, um, you well, hopefully it won't take another two years, right?
3: Oh gosh, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was a pain. I hope you know. Sorry. I I have a somewhat large. Following on TikTok, and they just kept on bugging me about when the movie was going to be released, and I'm just like, I have no clue.
1: Well, see, there you go, Rico. You can't let the TikTokers down.
2: They wanted to see. Yeah. They wanted to well, see. Well, and, and they, they have seen it. A lot of them, and they're really liking it, and they're they're demanding a sequel.
1: Fantastic.
2: That is fantastic. It is.
1: It is so great because I, I watch, um, there's a few people I'll scroll through, uh, like YouTube or whatnot and watch a few reviews here and there. And, um, just, just, just to make sure I'm not too off on my thoughts on, on a film, although yeah. it doesn't really matter, but sometimes I'll do that. And there was a couple of people that are like, Oh, I don't know. Another pandemic move. And then I'm like, it, I could tell they hadn't watched it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, then they finished their uh, their video and, and totally turned around. <laughs> I was like, oh uh-uh. yeah. you need to wait until <laughs> you see the film yeah. before you start reviewing it. Um, no, it's... It, it, but it, I
2: can, uh, understand. Hey, I, can I understand, I can understand, yeah, where the comments from because so many of these films are getting pushed out there, and they expect it to be just another of the same.
1: Well, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing, though, and, and I'll tell you why. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this. Um, You know, a lot of, when all this pandemic happened, um, uh, the actual real-life pandemic, a lot of people were like, you know, the the 1917 Spanish or 1918 Spanish flu thing came up a lot in conversation. You know, people were like, oh, it's going to be as bad as that. And a lot of people were like, didn't know about that because you don't ever see pictures of it hardly, you know, and you really don't see it. In movies or even in silent movies. I don't think there's ever been a silent no. movie that I've ever seen where, no. where somebody was walking around with a mask on. And at least with this yeah. pandemic for the future, um, in pop culture, there's there's reference to it. And I think that, that's a good thing, you
2: know, um,
1: because it probably
2: will happen again. I, I hate to say it, folks. Oh, know, you, no. You yeah, we, I'm sure we'll have another one. Hopefully not for a long time. Yeah,
1: exactly,
2: exactly. But at least, at least, what yeah. we have now that what they didn't have in 1917 is the uh, the medical um, production mm-hmm. creating a vaccine the way we did, we have now. Yep. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our
1: show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. this cool episode ad free if you're a VIP member you can become one on my website www.jamierocks.us www.j x.us <laughs>
0: That's www.love.shackapothecary. dot com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha.
3: Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for profit corporation that sells cancer specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non profit corporation. Raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another—a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles.
0: Rock gear the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, and Well, and there's a lot of people like you that
1: are entertaining people. Can you imagine... Everybody's like, oh, it's terrible. I'm locked in my house and I have to, what, what? You have to watch Netflix for the next two weeks? Are you kidding me? Um, or yeah. that's your complaint? Be lucky. You know, you're talking about 1918 or 1917. Those people had to read books. I don't know if this yeah. crowd could handle that. Yeah, handle <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, this is a great film. I want everybody to see it. Like I said, it's one of those films... That re- I like a film that after I watch it I think about it. I'm thinking about it the next day. I'm thinking about it, you know. And I'm like, hmm, is that? A-? And then you know the weird part of it. This is one of those films, Rico, where where I think in the future people are going to put all sorts of crazy meanings. And, well, this symbolized that, and blah blah blah, you <laughs> know, and all right. that stuff. Right. You know, it, it's going to be one of those. It's uh. It's just a cool film. Very, very cool film. Um Thanks. And you made it. You made it. You made this happen. I mean, and you did it so effectively with such a small crew and um It it's not a small film though. It's not a small it doesn't
2: come off that way. Um, and I yeah, think that's, that's very that's, that's good art. Well yeah. That's that's what makes me happy about it. Uh, the film has scope, you know, and that's that's, that's that funny. was the big challenge and, I'm happy with that. Well that's cool. Now
1: do you write a lot? Do you have like a big file cabinet full of Rico stories?
2: Yeah, I do I actually wrote a screenplay for an action film with Scott Atkin and uh Mario Van Peebles called Thieves, And um Okay. That's on that's on Netflix and this action film I wrote the script for. Nice. Well, I didn't direct it, I just wrote the script. And uh I've got another one that's shooting in Italy uh, in two months or so. And that's another action film. So, you know, aside from making my own films, I also, uh, you know, sell screenplays too.
1: That's fantastic. See, it's that work ethic. And, and I was reading on your IMDb, um, uh, you know, it caught my eye, uh, Moline, Illinois is where you grew up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I grew up. Yeah. That Midwestern work ethic. Now – Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's that's John Deere country, isn't it? Oh yeah. I
2: filmed uh, one of my movies yeah, in yeah. one of John Deere's houses.
3: <laughs> really? Yeah. How cool is that?
1: Yeah. I grew up in in Detroit, so you know we we um I don't know our ears perk up when we see some place where there's a factory. I guess um yeah, it's, it's like home. Wow. Yeah, no, oh, it's nice. It's nice. Well, it it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, that um, you know, you're working so much because um, it's just what we do in the Midwest. We don't know how to do anything else. Yeah, more. there's
2: nothing else to do. So all I did is make films, <laughs> and I had a a little rock band, and you know, that was you know, <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when did you head out west?
2: Not to, I was about 23 when I headed out West, but I was scared to go to LA. So I went to Portland, Oregon and I was there for four years. Oh, nice. And and I, re- I wrote music there. I'm also a composer and I wrote music there oh. for commercial and stuff. And, and, um, and then I moved to LA and I got you. And, well, Yeah. But I, I love LA. I can't wait to get back there.
1: No, it's fantastic. It, it, it's, 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 I tell a lot, you know, especially people, anybody in the creative uh, field. Uh, you want to do, uh, you want to be do something creative. You gotta go. Um, in Southern California, in general, it's just it's just different people. Everybody's doing something. They're not talking. Yeah, that's
2: someone. what I like Even about it. Something. Yeah, there's a, everybody's doing something, and uh, I like that. I like to feed off that energy. It's, it's a really cool vibe there. So. Oh, exactly,
1: exactly if, if you're not doing something Suddenly you won't get invited to parties right? <laughs> no, Nobody wants to hang yeah. out with you They Don't,
2: yeah. oh, don't get that on me You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> too busy Yeah, I've well, been fortunate I've, I've made, uh, in the last five years I've made four films So I'm, I'm keeping up that pace So, yeah and During the pandemic. a pandemic Yeah That's awesome Yeah, See? I wasn't going to let the pandemic stop me no, no.
1: Well, that's very inspiring, very inspiring. And I hope um, any of the young, uh, youngsters out there listening, thats everybody always asks me, uh, you know, I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade, but everybody always asks, you know, well, what's the secret? How do, how do I get successful? You know, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, well, it's a very hidden secret. No, I'm being sarcastic. You got to work. That's the secret. Yeah. Uh, it won't happen if you don't. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know, I, I think there's an American mythology of, of especially in film, um, and, and probably music, too, where, you know, the, I forget which actress it was that was sitting in the soda fountain, and the producer walked by and discovered her, and she was a big star. Um, that's a myth, man. Everybody I know who's successful at whatever they do, they work 16-hour days. That's the big secret. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no. Go to bed tired. <laughs> That's yeah, there are there are exceptions. Um, yeah. Canon and Eve, Canon and Eve uh, is out of the blue. I called them and said, "I wrote a screenplay." They didn't know I wrote it, and you guys are the stars. So, <laughs> so I basically <laughs> just <laughs> called them and thing. <laughs> "I'm making this mo- Yeah, I'm making this movie, and you guys are the stars. Then they kind of went, "Okay, oh yeah, sure." <laughs> so. That's that's a rare exception.
1: No, absolutely. I mean that's pretty exciting too for a for a youngster, you know. I mean can you make can you imagine I mean, Rico, when you were a kid, no, I know that you were a cool kid and you're you're doing all this stuff and whatnot. But yeah, the I know in my life the phone never rang and, and somebody said, Hey, we want you to be in a movie I,
2: No. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't would have be that kind amazing. Of luck. Yeah. Yeah, well, I no, I yeah. never had that happen to me. But I had the drive to make films, so when I was that age I was actually making I made my first feature when I was twenty one. And um no. that film has become kind of a cult. Cult film because it's all children playing adults. It's called Hawk Jones. And uh yeah. came out of VHS. Yeah. Childish Gambino uh, Childish Gambino did a song and he was inspired by by Hawk Jones. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's played in theaters all across the country over the last few years.
1: Well, it is. It is. That's that's a fantastic film. I had no idea that was you. That is yeah. fantastic.
2: Oh, you you know this? That's,
1: oh yeah, of course. Every cool person knows Hawk Jones. You know, I mean that's, uh, <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Well, very, yeah, very cool
2: movie. Movie. well. Well, I, re- I, mean, I got rejected from film school. I got rejected from film school, yeah. And so I just went home. I went to California. I couldn't get into a film school. So my dad financed Hawk Jones, and that was my first film.
3: That's
1: awesome. That is awesome. He knew it was good investment, see? He knows what worth to bet on. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Oh that's awesome. That's a very good that is very inspiring and there's there's a lesson right there folks. If if you want to do something and there's um what they call gatekeepers keeping you from doing that do your own thing.
2: Do yeah. your own thing. Yeah I've, I've always had to do my own thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's better. You
1: learn how to budget. <laughs> you know?
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Rico can tell you all about being a producer, I imagine.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Well, very, very cool. Now, hey, Eve, before we let you guys go, do you think you're going to be doing other stuff in film besides being an
3: actress? Um, I mean, I'd love to do, like, a TV show or something.
1: Very cool. Very cool. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Well, that's
2: awesome. You never know. You never know. Well, guys, I... Yeah, I'm going to keep her busy in my films in the meantime, but, um, yeah, I I think, you know, once she gets her sad cards, she can start doing TV stuff, TV stuff, so we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely, and the thing to do,
1: Eve, is just watch everything and learn as much as you can. You, you'll be amazed. Um, I've never met anybody who knew too much, you know, who was, who was just too smart. Um, you'll be amazed when, when down the road, when you're like, oh, I know how to do this. Um, or, yeah. or if somebody's yeah. trying to pull a fast one on you, because you know how it's done, you know, um, yeah. that's, that's worth gold.
2: She does very she does very perform- cool. Yeah, she does uh, performances with her TikTok videos, and they're really cool. And she she edits them, and she comes up with really neat ideas. And uh, yeah, she's very creative.
1: Yeah, the TikTok thing is 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 very impressive. I um my wife's into it. I don't I don't have a TikTok account. I, you know, the people are like, do you ever watch TikToks? So I'm like, yeah, the ones my wife sends me. Um, you know, some, they're hilarious. Uh. But it's uh you know that, that's the whole thing that's the whole thing that um
3: you know young p- oh, people people all ages
1: really are doing. I yeah. uh, I'm I'm an old dog though, Rika. It's hard to teach me new tricks. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I'm it's not, hard. I'm not I'm not a kid with TikTok thing, but uh Eve is the perfect age for it, and uh, you know she has thousands of followers. so no, I don't. You don't
3: have thousands, huh?
2: No, I have
3: thousands. Yeah, she
1: has 10,000 followers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Eve, that's pretty cool. That is like going to a party and having 10,000 people care that you walked in the door. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, cool. That yeah. is pretty yeah, is. impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, oh, and it's, you know, you get the word out, and it's very cool. I'll tell you, I've like I said, I'm not in the movie business, but I've heard a lot of stories, and I know one of the big questions that uh, distributors and, and uh, directors and, and, and film folk will ask well, you know, what's your following on, on social media? What's oh, the yeah. engagement?
2: Yeah. A lot of actors yeah. get smeared on shows based on their followers.
1: Absolutely. Whether or not they're good to tell you not,
2: yeah, If they have a million followers, they'll get the part.
1: Oh yeah. Well okay, that's,
2: they're that's, betting on yeah, a winning it's, it's making, You know? Yeah, it's it. It's free marketing for the for the the network. Oh yeah, it's uh it,
1: it's smart, you know, it's just how it is. I know some people grumble about it, but you know, um what can I tell you? course correct, adjust your sales,
2: man. Yeah, <laughs> making
1: videos, you know. Yeah, that's, and and, that's
2: and, he's market, uh, and he's able to market and able to market um Pandemic to her followers, and by the way, I think oh, um, I think I should let everyone know that the film's available. Help me with this. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, uh, Voodoo, Google Play, iTunes, um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then on Amazon, you can get the DVD. I think it's like thirteen bucks.
1: Bring so, it
2: right here. Huh? Uh, yeah. I recommend it in the DVD there's some funny outtakes with the girls too on the DVD there's some yeah. extras
1: that's awesome and this is going to be another cult classic i mean i am I'm, I'm telling you folks it, it really is and if you have the DVD the cool thing is and, and let me just tell you what the cult classics all these people who make those or star in them and whatnot will wind up at conventions and all that stuff's going to start happening it's already happening again and what you do is you take the DVD and you, you find them and you get them to sign it. And then you got something that, you know, you'll wind up on the yeah. stars or that's, something. And yeah. uh, it'll be worth a whole bunch of money. So
2: it's a that's good, a great idea. thing it's about physical media. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope, no, I, hope it, I hope it has a big audience and becomes a cult. And, uh, i like to see Canon and Eve at a convention someday.
1: Oh, I'm sure they will be. I'm
2: sure that, that's, fish in the barrel,
1: man. That That's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Mark my words. Uh, cool. Very, very cool. Well, I know I kept you guys a little longer than I was supposed to. But I, my life's been blinking, but um, you're both fascinating to talk to, and I really had so much fun. Thank you both for taking time out of your schedule and whatnot to be on the show and class the joy yeah. up around here. You know, this is a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to have you both back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know how to get to it, reach us, so. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And next time you see Francesca, say, old Jamie Ross says hi. And he
2: remembers who you were. <laughs> yes, I will.
1: And, and he spelled your name right this time. Uh, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank this you. episode, just to remind everybody, we have links um, to the Facebook and Instagram and IMDb. Uh, And those links remain active. Um, We're going to convert this to a podcast since we finish up here, and it goes out on all the social media platforms and all the podcasts. We're on like 500-something of the podcasting platforms. Uh, But those links, wherever you're listening, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Pandora or iHeartRadio or something, um, just click on that link, and it'll get you right there. Now, as I know I sound like I harp on this a little bit, but it's the world we live in. And um, if you dig something, uh, an indie film or what have you, or a cool band or whatever, like and share their social media. And with film, wherever you stream it or download it at, there's always place to leave comments. You don't have to write a doctoral thesis, but write a few, you know, tell us what you think. It, it, not only does it help the uh, creator, it tweaks the um, the algorithm a little bit and more people see it. So. You're helping out, man. You're help. You're doing what you can. you got to support Indie Film. You just do. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, we will be back um, on Thursday, folks. We're going to have um, a, uh, Chloe Trakos is back, and uh, we'll be talking about her latest film, um, Introducing Jodea, a Romantic Comedy. So we're... We're, we're going away from dy- dystopian science fiction, uh, but just for a day, just for we'll we'll be back to the hopelessness. No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, but no, we do have some cool uh, stuff coming up. So we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks, Rico. Thanks, Eve.
2: Thank you.
3: Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Pop Rocks Radio Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio Manténganse al tanto
1: Hey, de Heide Hicks From uh, Sweden Och ni lyssna till Pop Rocks Radio made Jamie Rocks
3: Blog Talk
0: Radio